0: All right, Chabro, good evening, a good name Shabbos to everyone. Again, I for the for the beautiful, beautiful spread tonight. Steve, who is yeah. uh, who is our sponsor, who is our mashka sponsor? Uh, the, well the Rav is the sponsor for the food. Yeah. Um, she is sponsored by Abin Ali Brum, the artites of their maternal grandfather Tzvi Ari bin Barak Do, who is Khab Tales, and their paternal grandfather Avram bin Shal Cohen, which is Khap Bayste. I mean, but not, you can't you can't get a two for those are going to have to be two separate sponsorships. You know? I already told it's the Reb, Reb, least told The, the oh. least you could do for and your grandfather is the least you could do for your grandfather uh, Beautiful. Uh, I told the officer Beautiful Back to back thank you very much thank you Shamsher Aliya your grandfather I think they're trying to get a bargain Is that what's <laughs> happening <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. My service similar bummer He was a good dude died over a their Shabbos wow and then Sunday morning Sunday. how many years one? apart same year my father did ship oh gosh wow Friday they, Sunday morning he didn't even know his father he did he it was a buy one get one, one probably funeral they leave the chair they leave the chair that's all bad news for you it's like what bad news I know my father won't die your father died wow they look at the chairs they're wow and there's no room for humor like this over here. Like, come on, gallows, come on. You gallows, know, it's uh, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, too, I'll <laughs> too be, soon. Tell me, tell me all right, me, let's. Uh, so, so we are continuing Mirzah <laughs> Hashem tonight in the in the <laughs> Piyazets, no. And we'll see. We're picking up on page 27. Page 27. Good, so really. Uh, Jerry, you better take off tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, so, so <laughs> <laughs> the weekend's getting started early over here. Yeah, good, all right. Whatever, whatever. So so we're so, 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 so we're we're continuing a Mirthashem this evening in the Piagetzna, no? And we're picking up an O S Yudalat. And I will say tonight, tonight is actually an incredibly beautiful and magnificent piece that the Piagetzna introduces us to a little bit almost of a, of a different topic than what we have been discussing up until this point. So let's, let's, let's get right in. Piagetna says as follows. We will say, first of all, you have to always just reflect. You know, when you, when you, learn, when you learn the Torah, when you learn the 27, 27 when you learn the Torah of a Tzaddik, so understand, you you connect within the neshama of that tzaddik. It's not the pshat. You know, you can read a book, and the book has an author. So it's very nice. You know, you read the book, you appreciate the author. So the greatness of that's very nice. But lamaisa, you don't necessarily connect within the neshama of the author, right? The author is long gone, and you're you're reading his work, which is very beautiful. You can gain insight into him, understanding of him. It's so different with Torah that when the person goes ahead and learns the Torah of the tzaddik, they may have the opportunity to connect within the neshama of the tzaddik. So understand what it means to learn the Torah of the Piazetsna. It means an opportunity to connect with the Rebbe, an opportunity to be one with the Rebbe, an opportunity to become Tamidim of the Piazhetna. That's what we have the opportunity to do here tonight. So the Rebbe writes as follows. He writes, Habi Yashnon, Banu Mayim Kalos Ukluchos. So we'll see, even the wording over here is something so dramatically beautiful and fascinating. There are many feelings. Hargoshas are feelings. There are many feelings that we experience throughout life. That the opening, the emergence of these feelings is like shallow water. Like shallow water. Now, what, what is the Piaget's describing over here? Siddharab so is saying, sometimes we have feelings. But we don't allow ourselves to feel those feelings. We don't allow ourselves to experience those feelings. So there's a deep emotional experience that's happening. But for me, it's like shallow water. There's so much depth, there's so much beauty, there's so much profundity. And Piaget is going to explain in just a little bit. But I don't allow myself to feel the feelings. It's like walking through shallow water. Yet if we were to allow ourselves to feel one of these feelings, and to literally allow the feeling to emerge in full force, that little body of shallow water right now, which is my feelings, if I allow myself to feel that feeling, experience that emotion, that little shallow pond could become a raging sea, a deep sea. He goes on, he says, But if you don't allow yourself to experience the feeling, then I will say, what happens if you don't allow yourself to experience it? Now, again, I know this doesn't make sense yet. It, it will in just a little bit. But to be a If we do not allow ourselves to tap into the expansiveness of the emotional experience, tovad It goes away. It goes away. So let's, let's pause here for just a moment and understand what the Piagetsna is introducing us to. The Piagetsna is telling us, about that whether we realize it or not, more often than not, we are walled off from our emotions. We're walled off, we're walled off. Sometimes we've intentionally walled ourselves off for a variety of different reasons, and sometimes again, could be some people have a disposition for this just to be a little bit more like emotionally introverted. I don't allow myself to feel either that's my disposition or I made a conscious decision not to feel. Well, you know, this, this happens, right? When does it happen that a person makes a decision not to feel? When does it happen? When it's too, the pain is too right. intense. A person gets hurt. It's my sin It's my sin person gets hurt. A person experiences some type of trauma, some type of relationship trauma, some type of hurt in life. So, like, the decision they make is, I'm not going to allow myself to feel. I'm not going to allow myself to really become emotional, to make myself vulnerable, to create emotional attachment. I'm, j- I'm just not going to do it. So the Piaget's says, and then, I would say, just to be clear, then there are also some people that are just wired differently. And just emotionally, they don't really connect. They just don't really so sometimes it's a conscious decision and sometimes it's just a predisposition. It could happen. Not everybody will say, you know, not every person is born like an emotive, you know, deep, thoughtful, connective person. There are just some people that are just that are just not like that. Just not like that. Yeah, because, you know, so again, you yeah, will say, so so, you know, I'm just kidding. I just right, so say so so, you know, the the the, the idea of it says the idea of is that we have this powerful thing. And remember this does link back to something we learned before. Remember, again, we did speak about the idea, the Piaget said that, remember, if you want to go ahead and kind of ride a wave to connection to Hashem, what should you do? What should you do? Remember again, the Piaget wrote about this? Ride the wave of intense emotion. Right? Do you remember again the Piaget wrote about this? He said, if you're feeling happy, you're feeling sad, what should you do? A little chazar. what should you do? Daven. Right? Open a Chumash, Davin. In other words, take that emotion and plug it into something spiritual, because what is that emotion? That emotion is the stirring of your heart, that emotion is the stirring of your soul. So it'll come and it'll go, but if you take it, and you plug it into something, then at the end of the day, there's like an emotional, uh, a spiritual residual that remains. So the first thing that Piaget is introducing me to is that so often I feel things in life, but I don't allow myself to feel them in totality. They must say, you know, it's almost like, I would say, how, how, most people, when they feel themselves on the verge of tears, what do they do? Hold back, right? <laughs> Isn't that incredible? That it's like our almost like instinctive reaction to hold back tears. Why? Well, whether, whether it's tears of joy or tears of sadness, why is the reflexive reaction to hold back a physical outpouring of emotion? And it's a very simple reason. people you're not going to teach us, Why? 'Cause we're afraid to feel. We're really deep down I'm afraid to feel. Because if I allow myself to I say, right, you know this. It's always the people who project, right? The toughest exterior, right? Those are the guys that what happens, you know, you know those guys. Three lechayim's in, they're <laughs> sobbing on your shoulder, right? <laughs> like they're, they're, they're a mess, they're a mess, and it's embarrassing, and it's terrible. And you're like, oh my gosh, I like the tough guy so much better, right, than this little girl over here that That's it. But it's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. That for some reason, for some reason, right, whether it's that we feel expression of emotion as a weakness or as a vulnerability, we wall ourselves up. So that's why, and people do it differently. So some people crack jokes, right? Humor is a wonderful, wonderful self-defense mechanism about having to take anything seriously. Right? So I could just make a joke, just make a joke and retreat into that cocoon of humor. And then I don't have to be emotionally present. I, I, I could just withdraw. And some people do it, you know, with a tough facade, you know, a macho. Piazhesna says, so often we're just walling off emotion. But understand, when you wall off emotion to be a says the only person you're hurting is yourself. The only person you're hurting is yourself because you're losing out on the ability to feel life and to feel yourself in such a real way. The Rebbe goes on. He says, He gives examples. And this is incredible. So we'll say, so that's fine, but what is it then that I'm supposed to take from emotion? So let, let's assume that for a moment. The person that Pi is teaching me is, "Stop going through your emotional life treating your emotions like a shallow pond. But understand, allow yourself to feel your emotions and they will envelop you. They'll envelop you like a raging sea. Why? Why should I be in touch with my emotions? What, what is the benefit of that? So look what the rabbi writes. He says, "Yishami he gives an example of her.. He will say sometimes it happens that a person feels a sense of discomfort. I feel a sense of discomfort. What happens? So now I think, okay, I'm uncomfortable. So what's the first thing that goes through my mind? What do I need to do? Right? Do I need to go ahead and eat? Do I need to right, go to sleep? Do I need a lechayim? In other words, listen, you ever have like a moment like this where I'm, I'm like, I'm out of sorts. I'm out of sorts. Like I'm not, I just, I don't feel myself. So I, and I don't know what I need to do. Is it that I'm, you know, hungry, hangry, you know, am, am, am I tired? Is it that I just need a little l'chaim, a little song to put? what? I, I, I just, I don't know what it is, but I feel out of sorts. Vinesva so ha kilu'uma we'll sheba. Ube'emes. saying this feeling often intensifies. So what happens? Ube listen to this, how incredible this is. Ube Zos Min Hoshatas Aver me And we'll say, get ready for this. When you feel a particular emotion, and by the way, he's illustrating this with an emotion of dis- or a feeling of discomfort. I shouldn't just use the word emotion. Really, the truth is I should use the word feelings. Feelings, that's really what the Piagez is describing over here. We'll say, what are feelings? What are feelings? So get ready for this. The Piaget's premise is feelings are the way that your neshama sends a message to your gof. It's the way in which the soul sends a message to the body. That's through feelings. That's through feelings. That's his MS. So what is this Hargasha? What is this feeling? What is it? It's like the neshama reaching out its hand. It's outside, so i us say, get ready for this. Get ready for this. When I'm feeling uncomfortable, when I'm experiencing a feeling of discomfort, sir, where does that feeling come from? Right. I don't. I don't mean like a discomfort because like I broke my arm. I know where that. I know where that's coming from. Right? I mean, I like will say sometimes in life. You just. You know, No. Anyone ever experienced this? Where you just nothing is particularly wrong. I just feel out of sorts. No, chavra. Anyone ever feel that way? All day. All day. Right. <laughs> I want to tell you. Okay. I live most of my life in this state of being, of just, of discomfort. Not not not. Phys- like just something is not the way that it should be. Things things are not right. Things are simply not as they should be. Let me take something to eat. No? Right, I embarrassed you already. <laughs> so, 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 so things things are not as they should be. And I will say, by the way, I happen to think, I don't think it's because there's something wrong with me. I think that any person who tries to really live a thoughtful life feels this way very often. Like because in any given day, there's something out of order. Maybe, maybe it's my marriage and maybe it's my relationship with my kids or maybe it's my paranasa, or maybe, or maybe it's a whole variety of different... I, I don't know. Or, or, maybe, or maybe it's all of the above. Maybe it's all of the above. right? Maybe it's, it's a variety of different things. But I, I feel out of sorts. I feel out of sorts. I, 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 emotionally, I, I just... I don't have the right... I don't feel settled. Says the Jesse, you know what that is? That's my neshama saying to me, you need to do more. You need to do more. You're uncomfortable? Yeah. I know you're uncomfortable. Shona says, you know, I'm uncomfortable also. I'm uncomfortable also. So sometimes what ends up happening is in the realm of feeling, feeling emotions are the way that the neshama dispatches a message to the guf. So the body, I feel just uncomfortable. Not, not fit. I just feel like a state of discomfort in life. That's the neshama. That's the neshama. Ultimately, again, telling the guf, I need more. I need more. I'm not content with the way things are right now. I'm not happy with the way you are going. Yes. Is there like does does this rabbi does he bring down like a source where he's basing this on or is, like is this? Is so this Chad, just, you need to work on becoming a chassid, right? <laughs> so what it means to become a chassid. Is when the Lebe says it, the rabbi says it. Exactly. No, no. This 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 is this is the truth. Is this is, feeling. <laughs> this, this, is this is the piagetnos hashkafa. This is now. I'm sure are there sources for this? I'm sure there are sources. Now understand, th- this, and Chad is actually bringing up a good point. Remember, we we'll this is not your typical safer. That's why he's not putting in footnotes and citations. Remember, this is a simple guidebook to how to grow, to how to grow. So if, if I'm, re- if I'm learning this, the truth is, I, I, don't, I don't need, I don't need the citations. Reba, Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. The truth is, I will tell you this concept. This concept is found in Hasidists. You know who else talks about this idea? Is Rabbi Nachman. I will say, i give you this. Rabbi Nachman writes something amazing. The Rebbe says, this is pretty much the same idea, that feelings, feelings are often a manifestation of communication from the Neshama to the body. So Rabbi Nachman gives, well, one example, and then contemporary, like Rav Ma'rush gives a different example based on Rabbi Nachman. So, he, so Rabbi Nachman says, I will say, why is it that people suffer from homesickness right it's interesting so when you're a kid when you're a kid you can experience it acutely right that that literally again i want to go home so badly that i don't i don't feel right right i don't, I don't feel good I, I i need to go home i want to say it's interesting as an adult no let me ask this question you're on vacation are on vacation one week into vacation let's say it's feeling? How are you feeling? Depends how many kids you yeah? have. Right, good. Right. on who, who else is there? Who else is there? No, honestly, how are you feeling? Who goes on vacation on. for a week? What? Who goes on vacation for a week? I heard people do that. I heard people do that again. First one, if if I add up my vacations. Okay. Four days in. Four days in. Right? Four days in. How do you feel? Okay. How do you feel? Right. It's a, isn't so interesting, I will say. Most people a couple of days in the, into the right when you first get there, it's great because like I ran away from life, it's fantastic. I'm out of the office, it's great. I'm relaxed. And like a couple of days in, I'm like, All right, this is nice, but like you know, I think I'm ready to go home. <laughs> like I think I'm ready to go home. Eretz er- is the exception to this because er- Eretz Yisrael is home, but 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 otherwise, like it's interesting. I say again, it could be wonderful. It could be a wonderful. You could be in the thing, you know, the next best place, Eretz Yisrael. Miami, you know, you know, like, you know, you know, and you—it's nice, and the weather's great, and you know, the restaurants, and it's fantastic. But the truth is, like, how much time are you going to spend on Harding Avenue? Like, I'm just saying, like, like, I don't know, like, uh, Surfside is fantastic, but you know, af, after three days, it's like, okay, I'm tired of spending, you know, fifty dollars on a salad at the Grove. You know, like, it's it's it's, it's enough. It's enough. Like, I'm ready to. You know, it's, it's, but it's interesting. So what what's what's the shot with that, Rabbi Nachman? I, I mean, he doesn't give the Surfside example, but but, but Rabbi means Nachman says something amazing. Rabbi <laughs> Nachman says, you know what that is? What you know what that is? That's the Neshama. Because what does the Neshama want more than anything? What does the Neshama want? What does the Neshama want? Shama wants to go home. The Neshama doesn't want to be here. The Neshama doesn't want to be in this world. Because the Neshama knows what it's like to be right by the Kisi HaKaved. The Neshama knows what it's like to be right next to HaKadosh the neshama knows what it's like to be to be cocooned and to be ensconed in constant and consistent Kiddushah. The neshama doesn't want to be in our. Again, know, I'm going something amazing. He says in the pasuk in Tehillim, "Call on Hashem Right? We say we say in psukah dezimra, "Call on Hashem to Call Hashem to ka. Right? Every neshama should praise Hashem. So the Zohar writes, u with every breath. You have to praise Hashem. Right, Rabbi Listen to this. The rabbi says, says, Every single time you exhale, do you know that there's a battle happening inside of you? Every single time you exhale, you know who's trying to get out? You no know one's trying to get out? The Neshama. And HaKadosh Baruch who keeps the Neshama in my body every single time I exhale. How does not allow the That's call on neshama, b'chol neshima on With every single breath, play, praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So writes Rabbi Nachman. When you're homesick, what is that? What is that? All right, you're on vacation. Are you someone? What is? That? That's the neshama telegraphing you, saying, "I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to. I want. I want to. I want to go home." I want to go back to Shema. I want to go back to HaKadosh Baruch I want to be in the kedusha. I don't want to be here in this world anymore. Rav Shalom Arush gives another example It's this. Yes, he says, and this is incredible. He says, how is it? And I don't know, maybe I think it's both by men and women. Maybe it's more by women than men. He says, why is it that people enjoy window shopping? <laughs> window shopping, right? What's the pshat with window shopping? <laughs> I understand actual shopping. Right, I understand, right? In other words, you need something, you go in and you get it. Maybe there's some no. I, 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 maybe there's somehow no in the process of shopping for something, but window shopping, you, you know you're not going to buy. You know you're not going to buy, right? I'm just, I'm just looking. You're just looking. What, is, what, is it, what does that mean? What does that do for you? he says so beautifully, he says, because what does the Neshama want more than anything in this world? The Neshama wants to acquire mitzvahs. That's what the Neshama is here for. So the desire to accumulate the material is the body corrupting the message of the nishama. See I both say sometimes when I get to do this with the physical now well. Sometimes what ends up happening is sorry, the nishama, the neshama telegraphs these messages to me. What's the challenge? Sometimes the body gets the message, and what does the body do? What does the body do? It's like broken telephone. The body corrupts the message. So the nishama telegraphs out to the body, I want more. I want more out of this life. I want more out of this existence. I'm tired of mediocrity. I want spiritual excellence, spiritual growth for myself. So what happens? The body gets the message of, I want more. And how does the body translate that message of I want more? Materialism, materialism. I want more. I want more. I want bigger. I want better. I want excess. I want. I want I want. But I say, isn't it incredible? But yet the desire for the material originally stems from a spiritual message. The neshama telling the body, "I want more." Now the neshama says, "I want maruchnius." The body interprets it as, "I want more gashmius." To the point that even window shopping, to the point that even just looking about gashmius, right? Looking at gashmius, dreaming about gashmius. I look. All of us like a nice piece of gashmius, right? Good, fine, and I get it. I have it. I enjoy it. I right. Dreaming about gashmius. When those, but that's how corrupted the message gets, right? That the Neshama just wants more and more and more and more and more. But the Neshama is talking about Kiddusha. But meanwhile, the body just totally misinterprets that entire Lashon. So that's the P.H.S. is describing over here as well. He says, what's, what's, what are feelings? Feelings are the way that the soul reaches out to the body in an effort to go ahead and convey a message, no, so here's the difference. Everyone has feelings. Yeah. Everyone has feelings, right? Everyone has feelings. I, mean, I don't mean if somebody suffers from a condition or something. But I'm saying everyone, right? Normal, healthy people have feelings. The challenge is that most of us suppress our feelings. And the Piaget says, you don't understand that what you're doing by suppressing your feelings is you're drowning out the voice of your Nishama. See, let's say we don't think about it this way. I don't want to feel because of whatever. And, and by the way, like we said before, a lot of times in life, I have good reasons why I don't want to feel. I've been hurt. Therefore, I don't want to feel. I'm, I've been, I've been taken advantage of. Therefore, I don't want to make myself vulnerable by allowing myself to feel. That's understandable, but it's a total misunderstanding of what feelings are. Fe- how else feelings? I say, you, you know what it's like? Lahabdil. I'm going to give you like, like just a ridiculous muscle that, that's going to send like a shudder through your, through your entire body. Can you imagine shutting off your phone? <laughs> shutting off your phone, right, chavra? Right, lo aleinu poo poo poo. Right, right, never. I say, you know how it is. Shutting off your phone? No, no, whoa, whoa. I'll put it on silent. Right? I'll do. It. I'll put it on silent. Shutting it off. Well, what if the call comes in? Right? What, what, what call? You know, the call. The call. Because you never know when I'm really going to be needed for something incredibly important. Right? So, what w- we'll I So, like, I don't want to shut it off because if I shut it off, then I'm cut off. <laughs> then I'm cut off. Right? And again, I'm cut off. Right? I can't get my messages. I can't get this. I can't get that. So, what we'll us say, says, when you don't allow yourself to feel, you're cutting yourself off. Cutting yourself off from who? Or from what? From the Nishama. My Neshama can't communicate with me. How else is the Neshama supposed to talk to me? How else is the Neshama supposed to guide me? The only way it does that is through feelings. But if you shut... We'll say, that's why, by the way. You, see, now you understand it. Now we'll say, what is the state of people who shut down their feelings? Dr. Karabkin. what do you call people who shut down their feelings? Emotionally dead. <laughs> Emotionally dead. I was even strong. Whoa, whoa. I was like strong, right? I, I was going to say, star Dead. But now it makes total sense. Because you're disconnected from your neshama. What is a human being who is disconnected from their neshama? The neshama gives me life. The neshama gives me purpose. The neshama gives me tachlis. So if I shut down my emotions, I've severed the tie. The phone is off. The phone is off. There is no line of communication. That's why I say you see it. That people who shut down their emotions are terribly unhealthy people. Incapable of creating relationships. Incapable of maintaining relationships. Incapable of really accomplishing. Yes, Mr. Jerry. Rabbi, I just want to ask, ask is, this, is there a, a desire of feelings? Is it a case of shutting off some feelings and opening others? So the Gashmias desires, you know, opening up the desires. Yeah, we're, feelings. you're saying excellent. We're going to talk about that. we will talk about that. Because obviously, I'd even say like... E- e- take it a step further. There are certain things you're not supposed to feel. Right? The Torah says, You shouldn't be jealous of someone. Don't covet. So that's an emotion. That's an emotion. But yet, I'm supposed to shut that down. Right? Do not hate another Jew. See, even with emotions, absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to see there are certain things you're supposed to shut down and then there are other things you're supposed to channel. But what the PHS is saying, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. And let's establish that the most important thing for spiritual health is to be a feeling person, is to be a person who is in touch with his or her emotions, a person who allows themselves to feel that which is happening inside of them. Whatever. whatever it is. That, that's the premise. Right? That, that, that's where it all starts. Because again, if you accept the premise that feelings are the way my neshama communicates with me, I have to establish a line of communication. I have to be a feeling person. That's step one. Then we're absolutely going to get into your point. What should you feel? What shouldn't you feel? How should you feel? How shouldn't you feel? We're going to see all of that. Good, let's go back there. He says, he goes on, he says, V'chim l'pamim, Bagosha so sometimes, for example, again, a person feels a sense of simcha. So he says, <coughs> So we'll say it's the same idea that what happens. Sometimes a person feels a sense of simcha, sense of joy. So we'll say, so we spoke about, right, we started with a feeling of discomfort. So what, what, what does discomfort represent? Then shama's uncomfortable. Now, why is the neshama uncomfortable? Is it because I sinned? Is it because I'm underperforming? Okay, so that's going to be a case-by-case situation. But just like discomfort is a message from the neshama, so so to, again, simcha, joy, is a message from the neshama. Again, he says, When you feel joy, and, And again, originally when that emotion comes, that emotion, that feeling just comes as a feeling. It's not embedded in any type of physical or material framework. It just comes. Ki Because we'll say, where does that simcha come from? Where does that joy come from? Where does that joy come from? That joy comes from my neshama. And we'll say, that's why if you think about it, right, I to ask you, when are, if you think about your happiest moments in life, when were your happiest moments in life? what what's usually happening around you in those happiest moments of life? I don't mean in the most pleasurable moments of life right Pleasure is different than happiness but in your happiest moments of life what's usually what's usually happening in you or around you? Simcha is right. Is how you're feeling, but what is it? What is no, it I'm saying, like, like being at a simcha. No, being like under the chuppah, or when the child is born. Cool. So you're looking at like at like major like like life cycle events. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm sorry. Milestones. Beautiful. When, when you're, you're learning. F- being family. When you're learning. When you're learning. So the truth is, if you think about it, the common denominator is almost is there's always something spiritual happening over here. In other words, a chuppah, a chuppah is spiritual with the family who you've invested in something spiritual, learning, spiritual milestone. There's always... So, if you notice, by the way, and I want to say, think about it just for a moment, like, as a person, when are you happiest? The truth is, it's not when you're on vacation. It's interesting. You might be most relaxed when you're on vacation. That's when you're happiest. When are you happiest? I will say, you know when you're happiest. You know when you're happiest? When you... Woke up for dafiomi in the morning. You got to shear on time. You daven shachras with a minion. You daven mincha with a minion. You spoke nicely to your wife. You helped out your kids with their homework. You learned a little bit at the dining room table at night. And you know what? you like, it's a good day. It's a good day. Uh, that, uh, that absolutely makes a good day. Now again, I don't think those are the only ingredients for a good day. But what I, what I would posit is, what I would posit is, that a person who has a day that they feel that they spiritually performed, and again, spiritual performance looks different for, I'm just giving you an example, it looks different for different people, but when you have a day that you feel like, you know what, today, I spiritually performed. I, I, I think that today I did what I was supposed to do. However, there's a piece, there's a simcha that's there, yes? What, you're saying, what I think you when things are a mm-hmm. absolutely, when but, are the same. When you have your place, <clears throat> you're in your place, everything around you is, is okay. And you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, well, absolutely absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I think about it like if you think about it, you, you don't need like major stuff in life to be besimcha. Right? Because again, if we accept if we accept the idea, That simcha is telegraphed from the neshama, right? So essentially what that means is my emotional disposition is dictated by the current state of my soul, which, by the way, is a wild premise. My emotional disposition is dictated by the current state of my soul. If my neshama is happy, I'm happy. If my neshama feels that it's being taken care of, then I'm in a state of contentment. Conversely, everything can be going great in life. Everything can be well going well in life. But if I'm not taking care of my neshama, very often that feeling of simcha is just not there. It's just not there. And the Rebbe says that's because simcha itself is ki'i v'rsham neshama torah shata. The simcha is the neshama reaching out. It's the neshama reaching out to the body. He goes on, lo Loyoda ishmahi. So we'll say, so therefore often a person doesn't really know what to do with their emotions. You see, if you don't speak this language, right? If you don't speak this language and you don't appreciate that feelings are are, are the way that the soul telegraphs to the body what's going on, so you don't know what's happening. You don't know what's happening. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I'm a simcha. I don't know where the simcha stems from. Meanwhile, deep down, I recognize that my feelings, my emotions, are actually a result of the churning of my soul. So I will say, so what do I think? I think, see, I think, why am I in such a good mood? Why am I in such a good mood? Glenn Livid is why I'm in such a good mood. Right? <laughs> Maker's mark is why I'm in such a good Yeah, I am good. Meanwhile, you know, I both say those things can't make you happy. They can give you pleasure. They can give you pleasure, but it's so interesting you see when you don't understand the connection, I'm sure you're going to say they actually deaden your emotions. Yeah, you know, I hold like a different psychologist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm Right, right, but, but right, they, they dull things. They dull things. I'm just talking about from, from from a percent, By the way, this my... <laughs> this spark, <laughs> This is this is the most spoken about part of the sheer tonight. You know? so, so again, I, I think what he's talking about is from from a perceptive perspective. In other words, from what people see, from what people see, right? You make a like, oh I feel good. I feel good. You're saying you don't feel good. You're just deadening everything else, okay? but from from what I perceive, from what I perceive, I'm making myself. So let's say, so I have the simcha, and I don't understand the connection between feelings and the neshama. So I think, oh, why am I the simcha? Oh, because I had a little lechayim. Oh, asa mishar divrei olam. Or you know, I you know, I'm you know, I'm happy because I left work early today, or I had a great dinner, or because I had a nice conversation with my kids, and and no. Those are all. Those are all true. Those. Those are all good. But what the Piaget's is saying is, you're missing the mark. Like you're. You're not understanding at the end of the day where the actual simcha comes from, and it's not from anything you're ingesting or experiencing. It's coming from your in the shama. So therefore we'll say what kind of ends up happening is like this. What kind of ends up happening is that sometimes, sometimes, what we do with emotion is very interesting, is when we divorce feelings from the from the from the soul. And I think that feelings are a reaction or are a result of certain physical stimuli. So what do I do? What do I do? I just, I figure out, okay, so what physically makes me happy? The lachaim makes me feel good. So I develop my Pavlovian response. That's my Pavlovian response. I feel down. I want to feel good. What do I do? What do I do? Make a lachaim. You can fill in the bank with whatever you want, right? Uh, I do this. I go here. I watch. I don't we, we all do it in different ways. And the Piaget says, the Piaget says, you know what you're doing? See, not only am I totally misreading feelings, but I'm actually going ahead and drowning out the neshama. Because if I make feelings about the physical, then by definition, then by definition, I associate feelings. Oh, so the, the physicality becomes so loud that you can't even hear your Shama speaking to you. And I want to say, he gives an incredible mushal, and this is incredible, listen to this, he says, "Mashal, this is very profound. Mashal, the Komre HaMolech, Sheheku betufim L'man lo Yishma'av, Hamias, Beno HaMishchanin, B'bein lo Havey HaMolech. say there was an Abol called Molech. How did you serve Molech? Molech was a fire god. And how did you, what did you sacrifice to Molech? Children. Oh. Children was child sacrifice. Child sacrifice. So interestingly enough, they had an interesting practice by Molech, which was and the way Molech worked was you had two major fires and a very small walkway in between. The child would be sent on the walkway in between and incinerated by the fires. And like this, this was like Godless. Like this was this was this was their avodas Hashem. La elif alpha rivi This was their avodas Zara. Mm-hmm. Said so interesting practice by like Molech. What would they do? They would have drums playing. So as soon as the child begin to, began to walk through the fire, they would beat the drums. Why would they beat the drums, drown right? The drown out the screaming. Mm-hmm. Says the Piaget. And I was, listen to how profound this Marshall is. How many times do we go through life and we drown out our feelings? So all day Molech, they drowned out the screaming. We drown out our feelings. We drown out our feelings. Now, I'm about to say, says the Piaget, now how do you drown out your feelings? So there are two ways, right? Number one is you just don't allow yourself to feel. Number two is you link feelings only with the physical and totally divorce it from the spiritual. So, if I'm feeling happy, I associate that with whatever I drank, ate, or just did, and that becomes the source of my happiness. Or if I'm in a state of discomfort, I associate my discomfort with whatever I ate, drank, or just did. And I totally, so what am I doing? I'm just beating the drums. I'm beating the drums of physicality, drowning out the voice of the neshama. So here, let's say, isn't this incredible? See so here my neshama is literally trying to tell me, I'm happy, I'm happy. You're doing so well, keep doing it. And I'm beating the drums of physicality. And all I hear is more consumption, more this, more that, buy more, do more, experience more, or I'm sad. And so my neshama is telling me, you're not living the way you need to be living. You're not living. You're not. You're not. You're not the person you can be. You're not living the life you can be living. And meanwhile, what do I do? I just beat the drums of physicality, and I say, "Oh, I'm upset because of this. I'm upset because of that." I have to do this. Stop doing this. And again, I drown out the voice of the neshamah. What, what a what a profound metaphor. I'm beating the drums of molech in an effort to drown out, in an effort to drown out the the voice of the Nisham. Now, of course. I don't intentionally mean to drown out the voice of Neshav. It's not, it's, not my, it's not my goal, it's not my intention, but L'maysa, it's the de facto results. So Rebbe goes on, we'll say, let's do another minute. Four minutes. So we'll say, let's stop. He says, Lizos, Lazos. He says, Masheres, Umachrezas, Chavresinu Lecho'echa Mechavreyev. So we we'll say, so th- this is, so remember again, we're a chabura, right? We're, we're, we're a chabura. we're a cohesive group. Trying to learn to be better people to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu to do what's best. So, however, th- this is something we have to be very careful with. Heavy Odea, li'stakel. So I will say this is incredible. The piaget that says you have to learn how to look, how to look, to look at what, to look for what. It's very simple. To look for feelings, <coughs> to look for feelings, and I will say to be, to be a self-aware person. To become a person who is aware of how he is feeling. He says, And anything that happens to you internally, and even things that happen to you externally, So do I know how to look at myself? So we'll say, so again, I feel uncomfortable. I feel upset. I feel just like disjointed. How do I look at that? How do I look at that? So we'll say, uh, up until tonight, up until tonight, how would I have looked at it? I had a bad day. Why did I have a bad day? Uh, my boss yelled at me. Or, you know, I didn't get the raise. Or, I got into a with my wife. Or, my kids were disrespectful. Or, I didn't get the dinner I liked. Or, what, what, whatever, whatever it is. In other words, fill in the blanks. Why? Because I don't know how to look at feelings. So the Piagetzna says, if you're going to be part of this Chabura, you're going to be part of this group, the first, it's not, it's not the first order of business, we've already had a number of orders of business, but one of the things you have to do is know how to look at feelings. How, what he calls, when you're feeling something, A, allow yourself to feel it, and then B, try to look at what it is that you're feeling and understand what is the message. Leda this is beautiful. The 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 histaklos, what he calls this riya, this looking at the way I feel, it's not an ends, it's a means to birthing a new reality. I will say, imagine if we start, we'll stop with this, but imagine if we start living this way, right? Imagine if we start living and imagine you feel something. So I will say, so again, first I have to not wall off my emotions. That's number one. But imagine after not walling off my emotions, I allow myself to feel it. And then after I allow myself to feel it, what happens? I begin to ask myself, I know now that this feeling is my neshama talking to me. What do I think my neshama is telling me? What do I think, Mashallah? So I say we're going to stop over for tonight. We're stopping again. We're not finished with this. We have a lot more to do with this, and this is bless you. The incredible, will say. But our homework, our homework this week, I will say is that number one, if you have a problem being a feeling individual, work on that, because without feelings, without feelings, a person is dead to a certain degree. It's it's, it's almost like there's no life. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, dis- my phone's off. My phone's off. I cannot communicate with my nishama. So I will say so that's number one, to work on becoming feeling individuals. But also like on a deeper level, I will say a good exercise for this week is when we do feel certain things, happiness, sadness. Now we know from the Piagetza that this is the Nishama talking to us. Now that I know this is the Nishama talking to me. What's my Avoda? What's my Avoda What's my Avoda? To try to figure out what it's saying. Alright, we'll stop over here for tonight. My, My, Mayrif.